This is The Forging of Men, a podcast to equip, enable, and empower the fathers of sons to raise their sons into the next great generation of men through faith, fitness, and outdoor adventure. Be a man, it's not going to be easy, especially in the culture we have now. Be the storm. Save your family. One of the main pillars of masculinity is self-mastery. It's not just, let me do it. It's, let me show you how to do it. When evil comes, evil's not looking for a fair fight. A lot of people weren't disciplined enough to, like, make the switch. The lack of a servant leader culture attached to masculinity is perhaps why there are so many marriages that fail as well. You would think of the word as relationships, as relationships with others. No, but you can't have a relationship with others until you're comfortable with the relationship with yourself. We're firing up the forge right now. This story begins in the Bighorn Mountains of Wyoming in August of 2022. Man, it's been it's been a while now. I was on an elk scouting trip for a tag that I had drawn in Wyoming, and I was accompanied by Joe Higginbotham. Joe is a retired Army Ranger, avid outdoorsman, and has had life experiences under his belt that seem part Tom Clancy and part Grizzly Adams. He's just one of those dudes. So we're walking down this trail and Joe's in front of me and I noticed this black patch on the back of his 50 pound pack. It was a simple spades card like you'd see from a playing deck, but it was matte black and it had a big 75 right smack in the middle of it. So I said, hey, what's that 75 patch? And he responded, oh, that's my 75 hard patch. Have you ever heard of it before? And I told him, No, I haven't. And he explained the whole thing to me. In somewhere deep in my gut, I just felt moved to do it. For those of you who aren't aware of 75 Hard, let me explain. 75 Hard is a 75-day commitment to doing a series of disciplined things every day. No breaks. No misses. No skips. No mulligans, because if you do mess something up, you have to start all over again. The punch list looks something like this. A gallon of water every day. Adhere to a diet every day. No cheat meals, no alcohol. Ten pages of reading every day. A progress photo every day. And two, not one, but two workouts every day. And there's some pretty specific parameters around those workouts. So the workouts have to be at least three hours apart. So you can't just go in and blow through an hour and a half in the gym and be like, boom, there's my two workouts, 45 minutes piece. Doesn't work that way. They have to be three hours apart. And at least one of them has to be outside. So all of those things that we just talked about, the dieting, the water, the progress photo, the reading, the two-a-day workouts. If you miss any one of those things, you have to start over. So if you're perfect all the way through day 68 and the end of day 68, you're like, oh, I didn't finish my gallon of water or I didn't do my progress photo. You have to start over from the beginning. But 75 hard is not a standalone thing. It is actually just one part of a four-part program called the Live Hard Program, created by Andy Frizzella. Andy would describe himself as an entrepreneur, CEO, author, car nerd, podcast host, speaker, 
force for good, certified dominator, and regular dude. He described the Live Hard program not as a fitness challenge per se, but as a transformative mental toughness program. While the physical aspects of it are definitely present and consistent, the mental toughness component of how Andy describes his program is 100% accurate. So after completing the 75 hard challenge that we just talked about, you have three additional 30-day phases that you have to complete. 30 days phase one includes everything that was in 75 hard, but in addition to that, you also have to do the following. A five-minute cold shower every day. 10 minutes of dedicated visualization every day. And then three additional critical power list tasks. Those are things that you can pick on your own, but you have to do them consistently every single day. No breaks or you have to start over. After completing phase one, you have to have a 30-day break before starting phase two. Phase two is exactly like 75 hard. So on the surface, it looks like you're taking a step back. But be careful. That 30-day break will get you. And this phase, along with its 30-day gap between phases, is designed to teach you the power of something we don't talk about enough these days. That is positive momentum. You can continue the same practices as you did in 75 hard in phase one, but you can't start tracking phase two until after that 30-day break. Phase three is where the ante is really upped. It's all of the 75 hard punch list. It also includes the cold showers of phase two, but now we have eight critical tasks on our list. And you also have to do a random act of kindness and have a conversation with a stranger every day. The timing part is tricky too, because phase three has to be completed on the one year anniversary of when you started the original 75 hard program. Remember, if you miss a day on any part, you have to start that part over. But phase three, if you mess up and have to start over, that means you can't finish on the one-year anniversary of starting 75 hard, which means you can't finish phase three, which means you have to start over at the very beginning. If it sounds daunting, that's because it's supposed to be. That's why it's called the Live Hard program. It's meant to be hard. So I've done it all now, top to bottom, one full year, all of the things. So from a live hard graduate, so to speak, here are my tips, tricks, insights, and reflections on doing the live hard program. First of all, let me talk about my resistance to some parts of the program. I was on board with the workouts. I was on board with the reading. I was on board with all the daily things, the diet, the water, every bit of it. The one thing that didn't sit well with me was a daily progress photo. And for a few specific reasons, I'd never done them before. It felt self-centered and I wasn't sure of the purpose. So let's unpack those. First of all, I'd never done progress photos before. But then again, there was a lot of this program that I'd never done before, at least not with this sort of discipline and consistency. So I quickly set that aside. I'd never done them before, but it was worth trying. Two, it felt self-centered. 
And as a guy who is particularly conscious of filtered self-imagery in a social media-driven world, I was a little guarded about taking a picture every day with a shirt on in front of the mirror. But I had to remember that just because I was doing it for me didn't make it self-centered. In reality, it was an opportunity to be honest and vulnerable with myself in a way that perhaps was a little harder to digest. Self-centric, yes, as in it was really only for me. Self-centered in a selfish move to gain attention? Maybe for some people, but not for me. There are very few people that I share those progress pictures with, and they aren't posted anywhere. So the purpose, Frisella mentions, this is to keep you accountable and help you understand the importance of executing on the little details amongst the bigger tasks you have to focus on. You'll also be glad you did, because if you do this program correctly, you will see significant changes in your physical appearance. Well, he was right on all counts. Taking a progress photo every day was logistically the easiest thing to do, but egotistically the hardest because it was a filter-free assessment. And at first, I'll be honest, there was no change, which made it feel really pointless. I knew I was getting stronger because I was stacking weights on the bar, and I knew I was making progress because my clothes didn't even fit the same. I was able to fit into the same size jeans I'd worn in high school for the first time since, well, high school. But as far as being able to look at an image of myself in the mirror and notice a difference, it just wasn't happening until like day 18 or 20. I noticed some subtle but distinct changes in my physique. So then I went back to day one and I started flipping through the photos one at a time to confirm. And yep, there it was. I had leaned out, I had toned up. And although I had noticed the difference in my strength and the ways my my clothes fit, it really did take about three weeks for there to be a visible difference. So there it was. And I learned that sometimes in order to see incremental progress, You have to keep track of that progress regularly, even when it seems pointless and the change in advancement isn't readily apparent. So don't let those progress photos scare you. Believe me, you will be thankful you did it. I think to be successful in all of the phases, you have to do a few things. One, make sure you run your day. Otherwise, your day will run you. My regular rhythm was to sit down at night and plan out my whole next day. That's my workouts, my schedule, my diet, all the things. Because unless I staked a claim in my day, other things would. You'd be amazed at how much easier it is to tackle a day in reality if you've already tackled that day in your mind the night before. Number two, start early and finish early. Your gallon of water is a great example of this. It sounds easy. Just drink a gallon of water. No biggie. But I try to be done with my gallon of water no later than 2 p.m. Otherwise, I end up chugging water into the evening, which means my middle-aged bladder has got to get up in the middle of the night, which means my next morning is even harder because I haven't had uninterrupted sleep. 
Same with workouts and the cold showers of phase one and phase three. If you wait until the end of the day to tackle those things, they are that much harder. Bust your butt through the morning and afternoon so that when the evening comes, it is yours to relax, reflect, and prepare for the next day. Three, pick critical tasks that make you a better husband and father. I know as mission-oriented men, we have the tendency to immediately think of work when it comes to critical tasks. But remember, your key identifiers or order of operations is man of God, husband, father, and then everything else. In that order, every time, no exceptions. I know that for my phase three, my critical tasks were as follows. Pray rosary, spend time with my wife, spend time with my sons, write, clean a room or space, shoot, do an additional work task, and spend time every night praying with my family. I think you'll find that ordering your critical task to mirror the core priorities of your life will make a huge difference. And if you look at your key identifiers to guide those tasks, you will find the entire process more fulfilling. When it comes to workouts, Take the opportunity to really figure out what type of workouts work for you. The Live Hard program has a total of 165 accountable days. So it provides the opportunity to try different workout regimens. And with the daily photo, it provides a visible way of tracking your progress. I figured out, for example, that my body responds better to rucking than to running. I burn more calories, have a similar cardiovascular experience, and it's easier on my joints. I also noticed that when I added weight and increased my weight to rucking, that's when I really started dropping pounds. In 75 hard for weight training, I did a pretty typical muscle group style workout. So Mondays, Thursdays was chest and tries. Tuesdays, Thursdays was back and buys. Wednesday and Saturday, it was shoulders and legs. And Sunday was often just a body weight workout at home. For one of the 30-day phases, though, I tried doing a full body workout every day and would just mix up what exercises I was doing so that I was never repeating something day in, day out. So let's take exercise of my chest, for example. I worked out chest every day of the week, but I would change what exercise I did to work out my chest. So Monday was just flat bench press. Tuesday, chest flies. Wednesday, incline bench. Thursday, chest pullovers. Friday, decline bench. Saturday, I did cable up. Saturday, I did cable uppercuts. And Sunday, I did push ups at home. So that means I get seven exercises for every muscle group, and I go with that. I found that for my body type, I responded best to this daily full body workout than I did the twice a week muscle group splits. I lost fat faster, gained muscle quicker, and actually experienced less muscle fatigue. So let's talk about specific tips for the different parts of the Live Hard program. For 75 hard, which is the beginning of the whole Live Hard program, make sure you go ready, aim, fire, and not ready, fire, aim. What does that look like? It's funny, I actually just had a friend of mine text me yesterday who said, hey, I'm going to start 75 hard tomorrow. Do you have any tips? And this is what I told him. If I were to do it again and I was starting on a Monday, I would spend Sunday 
doing meal prep, making sure I had all the groceries I needed, planning out my workouts for the whole week, figuring out my schedule, making sure I had my book, and checking the weather to see if there were any outdoor workout days that were going to be particularly challenging or even dangerous. If you are going to play a game of chess, you have to have all the pieces on the board in the right place before you make a move. I would say the first week is going to be a lot to take in, so make sure that you have everything lined up and all the pieces on the board before you even start. Once you hit week two, you'll have enough figured out on your own tendencies, workout likes and dislikes, schedule adjustments, etc., to be able to execute on week two. And by week three, you'll be settled into a routine that works for you and works within your parameters of the program. <coughs> Once you're there, it's just perseverance, willpower, and self-awareness and discipline to ride 75 hard all the way to the end. When you go from 75 hard into phase one, I recommend that you don't take a break. You can if you want to, but you're already on a roll with 75 hard. Just roll right into the additional 30 days with phase one. Maybe take a day off if you want. Have a celebratory drink with friends. Have a big cheat meal, but I mean, do you really need that? Really? Besides, you have a required break between phase one and phase two, so just go for it. For my phase two, my break wasn't 30 days. It was actually several months. That was due in part to a crazy schedule, but also due in part to an illness that kind of put me back on my heels for a while. But during that period of time, I definitely slacked. So going into phase two, it became apparent very quickly that if I had maintained that 75 hard schedule more strictly in the gap, that getting back on the horse would have been a lot easier. If the point of phase two was to learn the power of momentum, I certainly learned it the hard way. For phase three, my big tip is be diligent and be early. Start knocking out those tasks as quickly as you can in the day, because if you aren't careful, the day is going to catch up with you and you're going to have a lot that you still have to get done. The volume of things can stack up really quick. To explain, let me compare the volume of things in 75 hard to the volume of things that are happening in phase three. In 75 hard, you have to do seven things every day. That means over the course of 75 days, you have a total of 525 tasks that you have to accomplish. Phase three is only 30 days, but each day is 19 total tasks. That gives you a total volume of tasks of 570. So that's more things to do in less than half the time. Your days are going to be very full. So figure out which things are going to be the hardest to accomplish that day and tackle that ASAP. Very first thing in the day. One of my mentors is a guy named Deech. Deech was my youth director in high school and then was a mentor for me through college and the better part of adulthood. And one of his favorite sayings is, eat your slimy green frog first. In other words, the thing that you want to do the least is the thing that you should do first and just get it out of the way. Then the rest of it will be downhill. For me, I think the hardest thing in phase three was having a conversation with a stranger. And that's not my tendency. Like I'm a talkative guy. I'm an, uh, an extrovert. So I actually gain energy by talking with others. But 
my phase three began on Christmas Eve. The holidays tend to be more focused on people we are familiar with instead of strangers, spending time with close friends and family. So I really had to go out of my way to make that happen. So be aware. Make sure that you figure out what the hardest thing is and go ahead and get it knocked out. Otherwise, phase three is going to be even harder than what it already is. One closing thought here before we sign off, and that's around timing. Originally, I was going to say to start 75 hard in the Live Hard program so that when you begin phase three, it's at a more convenient time than what I did having to start phase three on Christmas Eve. But honestly, there is no ideal time to start this program. It's called Live Hard for a reason. So my challenge to you is this. If you want to do this program, start it in the next 72 hours. That gives you enough time to do some meal prep, get your schedule lined out for week one, take a deep breath, and then just get after it. The best time to do 75 hard is right now. It's going to make you a better man, a better husband, a better father. So why would you ever want to delay on that? <laughs>